What is up, Splitline Off-Road Nation? Side by side, Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell gonna try to dive bomb down to the inside. No, can't get the line he wants. Duval is in control. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always... Brandon Whitehair, guys. What is going on, man? Ready man, to have a good one? I'm ready to have a good one. Episode 036. What do you guys think of the new intro? Hopefully you like it. I like it. Yeah. Gets me all pumped up. I'm yeah. ready to go racing now. I'm ready to talk to some, talk about some good racing that happened at High Point and John Penton coming up. We got a lot to talk Whee. about. We're going to be previewing GNCC, talking about ATV motocross. Maybe talk a, lot, a little bit about pro uh, dirt bike motocross. A little bit. A little bit about that stuff. Getting but close. Man. Getting close. Yeah. Brandon, I went riding today. I've seen that. Bike's a little dirty. A little dirty. A little dirty. I'm getting the feels, man. I'm getting in the itch. Let's go, right? <laughs> it's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys haven't, make sure you guys go check us out on social media, uh, Splitline Off-Road on Instagram and Facebook. We're there constantly posting, letting you guys know what's going on in our neck of the woods, uh, letting you guys know what's going on in uh, pro racing around around the uh east coast pretty much yeah pretty much we got a lot of stuff going on guys so make sure you check us out there as always uh uh sign or log into our uh spotify make sure you like that and subscribe uh we would appreciate that and as always we cannot do this without our awesome sponsor uh guts racing brandon when i think when i say guts racing what do you think of i think bad ass seats <laughs> you think of the style right that's right man yeah. i mean just look when you see a bike with a gut seats cover on it it just it just makes sticks it sticks out sick. doesn't oh, yeah. but with that style also comes performance those things are awesome i was riding my bike today in the woods uh with that gripper gut seat on my butt was sticking to it, it wasn't sliding off the bike at all it's yeah, awesome yeah cool. did you know that in 1985 guts was found in northern california and since then has has been a leader in seat innovation uh, technology anything you need to improve your seat they have got you covered join the likes of thad duvall in the woods or Joel Hetrick ripping it at high point this weekend on the track <laughs> these guys trust guts and you should too and yes Guts makes quad seats, I, quad seats and seat covers. I know I've gotten a few uh, questions about that since they became our sponsors, but yes, they yes, do make they quad do. seat they covers make, and seats. They make seats for everybody. Everything. Like mini dirt bikes to yeah. mini quads. A lot of guys everybody. didn't know they were quad guys too. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Get on the game, guys. That's Go right. get a Guts seat. So, Brandon, what are we going to talk about first? I don't know. You want to talk about a little bit of High Point? First? Let's talk High Point. Okay. Let's talk High Point. Uh, we're going to be having a special guest come on the line here soon. He was in the pro race, uh, Max Lindquist, uh, pro rookie, doing a fantastic job this weekend. Um, uh, and so far this year, he's been very consistent. Uh, but that's kind of been his game. Um, <clears throat> they they kind of said that, you know, don't look for – 
the insane flashes of speed and then the low valleys of being a rookie just look for a very even uh, steady climb to the top and that's what he's doing thus far and it is awesome to see uh, somebody that's maybe going to be mixing it up there with uh, Joel and Chad here yeah. in the near future yeah man speaking of Joel and Chad man I tell you what <clears throat> I don't know if you've seen the um, the whole shot uh, for the first moto but they were all even and then all, I don't know if it was that gutsy cover or what man but it Sitting on the back of that bike, Joel just pulled like two bike lengths on everybody. I was like, man, what a rocket. It's crazy. One of the biggest questions in my mind going into the season was um, Joel has always been the whole shot king on the Honda. Could he repeat the same thing on a Yamaha? And I think he's answered the question that so far, especially, you know, at high point, you got that uphill start. Um he was ripping, and going into like the second turn, he already had like a three bike gap on everybody. It was pretty, yeah, pretty insane. It was he was on a different level, man. There this weekend, just watching him ride was um, was you could just tell like he had something to prove, and um, he had the bike set up just perfect, and it was just it was just crazy to see. And, and like Chad was on his game too. Um, he just kept getting some bad starts and have to work his way through the pack and. Joel was getting grabbing his hole shots, and man, it was just, it was just crazy how fast Joel was just sprinting away. It was kind of like watching, uh, like uh, Ken Roxon and you know how he used to get out front and just yeah. sprint away. Yeah. But that's the way it was. I mean, Joel was just like, I'm out front, I'm gonna sprint away, and and that way Chad don't have a way to catch me. And once Chad would break away, get out of the, get up in the second, he would keep him in check. You know, you can kind of see how you keep him in check a little bit, but uh, he didn't have the speed that the the real uh Hetrick in and then uh, that's just crazy uh tell you what the battle for third fourth fifth and sixth was intense was it awesome it was intense and i will ask max uh when he gets on here um about how he feels about how nick nick janusa uh kind of shoved him up out of the line <laughs> to, yeah. get, to get by him in the first photo. <laughs> Man, uh, did you happen to see uh joel's helmet cam footage of uh the pro stock class on sunday I didn't see it all yet. I saw like the like Gloop the look. posted it last night. Oh, okay, so it was awesome. It was an awesome <laughs> battle, um, and uh, it was basically Nick, Chad, and Joel. Uh, I don't know if it's a breakaway because Joel was in Joel was in third place for quite. I don't know if there's you know anybody close behind him, but it was pretty insane to see. Pretty insane to watch. They uh, uh, they put on a performance for sure. And you know, with all that drama going on with the uh, uh, the teardowns of the bikes and everything and the protests and all that yeah. stuff, that uh, that there was. Um, there was probably a lot of extra motivation in that class particularly because that class kind of caused a lot of drama at round two, yeah. uh, the last races. So, um, yeah, that was uh, yeah. that was a good one to watch. If you haven't watched it, make sure you go watch it on uh, Rip It Up Films for sure. Yeah, Brandon Hogue, um, he impressed me a lot this weekend because uh, he, he went 3-3. Yeah, he went 3-3. Yeah. And I tell you what, that was a hard-fought 3-3. He had a – first moto, he had to work his way up into the third-place spot. Um but man, like I said, third, fourth, fifth, and I think sixth was right there all together. That was your race to watch this weekend, and it was intense. And and the track, the way it set up this weekend was it was just like a one. I don't want to call it one line, but it was kind of like a one line track, right? You know, high points kind of narrow. It uh, well, for people that haven't raced on it with a quad, yeah. You know, it's there's it's, not a lot of room to pass yeah. on that track. Um, you know, you talk about like that battle for fifth, uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth. You know, Max Linquist ended up finishing fourth on the day with a seven five yeah. motor scores. That's 
to four for fourth. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is. Uh, I know Nick Janusa uh, did did okay, but then in the second moto, he had a bike malfunction, so he couldn't run. So it helped him out a little bit. But um, it's still. I mean, I tell you what, I'll give it up to the kid. He didn't. He did not back down um, or give up. So that that, that was great. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much for a high point. So unfortunately, I didn't get to go. I was yeah. pretty bummed about that. Building a deck. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> not happy about it. Uh, <laughs> not happy about the the because I was planning on still coming, do, doing the deck, and then still coming. But uh, things kind of got slowed down. Anyways, so did Joel ride away from everybody? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, he was just <laughs> riding with a point to prove. Yeah, he dude. Mm-hmm. He when he got that whole shot, it was it was gone. You know, I was a slow. I looked at my wife and everybody that was there. I was like, Meadows over. Since <laughs> since Daytona, he's went one 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 one, right? Yeah, he's won four straight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But I tell you what, <laughs> it's gonna get interesting. Just like over at the uh, on the dirt bikes with uh, uh, with the guys um, at GNCC. Yeah, getting interesting. You know, uh, with Stu coming up, Stu, through, yeah. Stu missing the first round and not scoring any points, and yeah, 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 we got some interesting racing to talk about. That's for sure. So um, I will give a shout out to Chad Weenan because uh, he hooked uh, my son up with a uh, front uh, sticker. I saw that. That's awesome. And then he autographed it for him. Yeah, we'll post that. And he didn't even know who I, you know, who we were. So no, really cool. nobody he, knows who we are. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you talk to anybody up there? Uh, I talked to Chad a little bit. We talked to uh, Max Lindquist. Um, he was really, really a super nice guy. Um, talked to a couple guys that I used to see, used to run moto with us and uh, stuff yeah. like that. So it was really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you say we get uh, Max on the line? Yeah, see if we can get him up. All right. All right, guys, we're back. And welcome Max Lindquist to the line, ATV MX Rookie Pro. Uh, doing really good this year. Max, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, really appreciate the invite and uh, getting me on here. It should be fun. Yeah, yeah for sure, man. So, um, man, three races in the books in your rookie season, and you're doing really good, buddy. So uh, uh, is the season going according to plan thus far, or or uh, how do you feel like your performances have been uh, jumping up to the pro class? You know, um, definitely going as planned. Um you know, coming into the season, we were just top five and stay consistent was the biggest thing. I try and limit those big rookie mistakes out of the equation. So, so far, we've been pretty good um, out of that way. So, just, you know, a few uh, mistakes. Mostly, it all comes down to just, uh, you know, the starts. Those guys, uh, that first turn's hairy, and I haven't been up there. So, uh, you know, obviously, a few things to work on is learning every time, but, um, so far, I've been pretty happy with every ride. Um, just uh, slowly uh, learning more and more as we go and hoping to improve just every race and get better. So, Brandon and I were talking about um, you know the race and before you came on, and we were talking about how High Point itself, um, I kind of think it's – for an ATV, it's a fun track, but it's a narrower track. Not a lot of room for passing, uh, which makes your starts even that much more important. Did you kind of get that feeling out there on that track as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I kind of posted about this. Like, this was uh, this weekend was our uh, hardest race so far that I've had yet in my pro career. Um, not so much just the intensity. Like, that's always the same, just uh, track-wise, like, um, me personally just kind of struggled to get a flow out there. And then um, after that, I mean, just had some rough starts. And uh, the last couple tracks, you know, 
Daytona wasn't great for passing, but Texas was a little better. And this track, it was just a super fast-paced track, fun to ride, um, just very uh, hard to make moves, uh, especially without a lot of contact. So, And that's something that I've been uh, taking to in the pro class. So it's a little more aggressive, and I'm still working on that part of it. Um, but, yeah, for sure being out there uh, made it re- very difficult. There was uh, – you know, there was only a few spots every lap where you could really get a good line um, and, you know, try and get a good run on someone. Otherwise, it was, uh, you know, really tight racing, which uh, makes for good uh, good spectating, but uh, makes it really hard on us. Yeah, speaking of uh, some uh, close contacts and, you know, getting a little rough out there, I saw where uh, I was watching and Nick Janusa came in and kind of bumped you up out of the line there right before the tunnel jump down, going down through there. And I was like, oh, man, I bet Max is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I asked for it, uh, you know, and it's something that isn't something I'm used to. Just coming from last year, kind of having a not so much an easier year, but just a more laid back year um, with battle wise. Just uh, I kind of separated myself. And then this year, jumping up with the pros, you know, there there is no separation. Everyone's so close. And I made a pass, aggressive pass on him and put him over a berm. And you know what? I, I left the door open and didn't even think about it, trying to. I was too worried about what was going on ahead of me to worry about what was going on behind me. And, uh, he, I gave him an inch and well, he took the whole mile, (laughs) you know, definitely wasn't happy at the time, but, uh, you know, I I probably would have done the same thing. So it is what it is that, you know, you learn and you move on. So yeah, I I mean, I didn't see I didn't see you put him, uh, I didn't see you put him over the berm. So I guess, I guess, you know, eye for an eye is good to go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. So, it was all good, but oh yeah, definitely one of those moments where you just shake your head and are like, you gotta be kidding me, like work my butt off to get around you and then right. you know, leave the door open just for you to come right back around. So. Right. But, and- uh, you know. Go, go for it, sir. Yeah, with with that track being as tight as it was, and uh, it makes those, you know, uh, those were kind of like the, the, the passes that, that you had to make if you were going to make a pass. And, you know, Brand- unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there this weekend, but Brandon was talking about how that battle from – what was it? Third, third to, to six. I think. Third to six. Third to seventh was just an insane battle, and um, <clears throat> you know that is kind of like the the group that that I think is is, is putting on a really really good show this this year, and it, that can be mixing it up um, week in and week out. And uh, uh, when, you know, one thing I wanted to touch on is like you already mentioned how last year your Pro-Am championship season kind of came with, you know, not ease, but you were, like you said, you separated yourself. So you have the experience of putting on, you know, uh, doing your motos and your laps as fast as you can. But when you're surrounded by people, that's another game or that's a whole other ball game. Um, Is that's been the biggest challenge to get used to so far this year? Or is the pace that much faster uh, with, with jumping class? Um, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the pace definitely picked up, you know, in the top couple guys, honestly, though, um, I feel really good where the, my pace is at. It's more just like you said, being around all the other guys, like it doesn't matter how fast your pace is. If you can't get around the guy in front of you, that's setting his pace. So, um, you know, that's the kind of the biggest thing I've learned is just, you know, you really need to make those moves fast. And this weekend I didn't do so hot at that as I did in Texas, but, uh, you know, um, 
just learning from that every weekend. And definitely that's going to be the hardest thing for me, especially not being a great starter um, is, you know, you, it doesn't matter if you, you know, when you're running within hundreds of a second of each other, you got to start up there with them or you got to get there really fast. So uh, that's probably my biggest struggle is just, you know, before I, I maybe battled with one or two guys and now you got four other guys around you and you have to worry about, you know, are you leaving the door open too wide behind you? Uh, you know, you know, how are you setting the guy up in front of you? And there's just so many variables going on that, um, you know, last year I wasn't really used to. And uh, it was kind of a surprise to get in the pro class, but I also knew it was coming. So just a big learning experience, you know, these first couple of rounds, figuring out exactly uh, the best way maybe to go about it. And uh, basically what I've came up with is I just need to get better at some starts that make things a whole lot simpler. Yeah. <clears throat> i tell you one thing, Max, uh, you, uh, definitely showed uh, a lot of heart out there. Um, a couple of times, cause there's, there's a couple of times out there that like the time Janusa got into you there a little bit and kind of shoved you back after you worked so hard to get up in there and that battle. And I was just like, you know, th this guy's got a lot of fight in him because a lot of times something like that happened to somebody, they, you know, they'll fall back or get off the pace a little bit, but you know, Max didn't, he got up in there and he was battling first meadow and second meadow i never seen him never seen you give up so um that was one thing i took away took away from you that i was like you know not a lot of people have that so keep it up with that well thank you and uh yeah that was you know one of the bigger things coming into this season was just uh, and it's something that's helped me my whole career is just you know never giving up uh you know even as bad as the day as it is, try and get something out of a bad day. And, you know, not, not that yesterday or not that this past weekend was a terrible day, just, you know, wasn't my best weekend. And, but always, uh, you know, every time I'm on that track, I've always learned, you know, leave 110% out there. And, you know, sometimes uh, things work out. And, um, you know, I kind of did this weekend. I ended up, you know, I mean, I got a seventh in the first moto after, you know, getting put over the berm and stuff. And, ended up making a last minute pass the second moto for fifth and it ended up giving me a fourth overall again. So, you know, um, for the results I had, um, for ended up fourth overall again was, I was pretty happy with cause it wasn't a great day for me. Um, the riding wasn't bad. Just, you know, the, the results didn't show where the riding was and that happened. So, you know, um, I do think though there's a, you know, I've learned that that second half of the races were a lot of the race where a lot of things can happen you know a lot of guys will fade and uh or start to give up and i've just learned that you know what you can't give up and always push through because you know if you're hurting you know the guy next to you is too so uh <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me that's probably helped me is just that second half of the race i've uh started to pay, started to keep stay my pace and just ride my race and it's uh paid off quite well these last couple rounds yeah for sure and then you know one thing that that i wanted to talk to you about was you're also racing the pro stock class um, as well every weekend, <clears throat> and that has got to be good for you to get those extra gate drops. Um, you know, the pro stock class is something that's really kind of came on in the last couple of years, and it's a really good thing for the sport in general, I believe. Um, but it seems like you guys do not let the intensity up uh, from from pr the pro race to the pro stock race. It seems like the intensity is matched. And then sometimes there's a little bit of extra drama going on, as of, like as of recently with uh, the, all the protests and everything going on. But and it kind of gives you maybe a little bit more of uh, an extra 
oh, uh, motivation, but you guys, like you guys as a, as a whole that race that pro stock class, it doesn't seem like you guys are letting up much at all. Do you feel the same intensity in that race, even though it's a shorter race? Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes I feel like the intensity might be higher just because it's such a short race. Like it's such a sprint, like mm-hmm. in our pro race, everyone's kind of pacing themselves, you know, and then you do a couple sprint laps, um, right away but otherwise you know you kind of set your pace and that's how you ride and that pro stock class like everyone's laying it out there on the line like that's kind of all you got um just because it is such a short race you're you know you don't have to worry about so much that uh endurance the length of it you can really uh give it all you got and i i do i i really think that you know from saturday to sunday not much changes besides the the bike itself so it's uh for me, it's been a great learning experience. Like you said, the um, extra gate drops. I, I did it last year, which was a big help for this year getting into the pro class. And okay. I would, to anyone younger than me running any younger class, that would be that'd be the class I went to before I went pro because to be able to line up with your Chad Weens, your Joel Hetrick, Thomas Browns, all these top guys in the pro class and ride with them on a stock bike, you know, it really helps when you get to that pro gate for the first time. And, you know, you look down the line and you see all these unfamiliar faces where – for me, I've already raced with most of these guys, and now, you know, you just, you, yeah, the machine gets a little faster, and the intensity might be a little higher for a little longer, but other than that, um, you know, you've already raced them, and you kind of have an idea of what to expect, and for me, that was probably the biggest help from last year um, coming into this year, and now, I mean, still this year, every time you ride that class, you learn something new, because that bike is, it's its own animal to ride. I mean, it's an art to um, ride that bike. Uh, the race bike, you kind of all that power, you know, kind of minimizes your mistakes. You don't see them so much where that little, that smaller engine, not smaller engine, but slower engine, you know, you really notice those mistakes. It really magnifies them. And, you know, you really see where you're losing time or gaining time. And for me, that's been a huge help to bring into my uh, pro class and to go home and work on because you can really see where those top couple guys, you know, might make a little choice or you know might do something just a little different to give them that advantage that's interesting yeah <laughs> so did so did i didn't say for sunday um did, was you guys hitting the quad on the stalkers or did you just tripling um so actually we actually ran the amateur course on oh that's sunday. right okay yeah so for they the took that out <laughs> yeah so I uh, I don't know. I definitely think we would have made the triple on a stalker, but the quad was quite a ways. So <laughs> I didn't really want to have to find out either. So yeah. I was I was all right with it. That's cool. Um, just everybody knows. Like I was talking to Max at in the pits, and he said, uh, "What'd you say? A four second count over that quad in the air when you jumped it?" Yeah. No. Yeah. So it was. I think they said it was like 120 or 125 feet, but. Yeah, it was it was that was a jump. That's probably one of the bigger ones on the circuit. <laughs> yeah, you you get you get some time to think while you're up there um, <laughs> on the stopwatch. It's about three and a half to four seconds. You uh, a lot goes through your mind in three and a half to four seconds up there. Like you're kind of waiting for the for the ground to come because man, it's uh, all of a sudden it's like you start to fall out of the sky. You're just hanging there and then you just drop. So it's <laughs> it's definitely a fun hit though to have in the series and. Uh, Definitely was glad they let us run that part of the track there to give us a little more length to it too. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an awesome that's an awesome part of the track, and it's really awesome to see you guys hitting that. Um, is that like a forgivable jump? It looks like it like you have a little bit of forgiveness with that jump. You that you don't have to 
I mean, I mean, I would never hit it. I'd double double, but <laughs> but um, you know, it, it doesn't look like it is a uh, like a you have to hit it perfect every time. No, I mean it's definitely a more forgivable jump compared to some of the other bigger jumps on our circuit, but uh, definitely one that you really don't want to come up real short on. Right, right. It's, for, it's forgiving, but it is rough when it is forgiving. Uh, you know, it's not so much something where you come up short and you're worried that you're going over the bars, but you're coming up short and you're going to feel it. Like uh, It's a good bounce, but definitely uh, a, a safer one, which is nice too, you know, nothing to – stress about too bad in the moto you can kind of that's a jump where you hit that one and you, you kind of loosen the grip and take a little break for a second re- regain your breath and uh you know go back to work when you land brandon did you see that insane wreck over that jump this weekend did mean the triple that was at the right before the finish line mm. i'm pretty sure i thought it was on the quad did you max no, did you see what i'm talking was, about no, that, Yes, that would have been in our uh, pro-am class there. That was uh, up on by the finish line there yeah. on the triple. Oh, it was? Um, okay. Yeah, Yeah, that was probably one of the craziest crashes I've ever seen racing, uh, especially as a spectator. Uh, just the amount of carnage that came out of that one, and for everyone to walk away was quite crazy and good to see as well. But, yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> that, was, that was a crazy one. I, I'll tell you what. What was really cool for me is when I was heading to high point and you coming that I was coming down the back way, the back road, and I popped up over and I saw all those campers and all the haulers there. That was probably the biggest quad turnout I've seen since I was probably eight years old going to watch like Tim Farr and Shane Hitt and Doug Gus and all those guys. I, I tell you what, that crowd was awesome this weekend, and there were so many quads that showed up. Yeah, no, it was uh, definitely really cool to see, especially on our Saturday, our pro gate. We had uh, quite a few spectators in there, which is always great to see. And uh, sport-wise, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know even from the first round, I think this year we've had quite a good um, growth of the sport, you know, so some more amateur riders and younger youth riders. Um, it definitely looked like from what I saw compared to being at High Point in the past, um, look to be quite a good turnout which is uh, always great to see you know that's the future of the sport so awesome to see that and definitely was uh you know a good turnout and great to great to be there and great to see everyone there yeah um so you're still in high school right max yes sir yeah so you missed your junior prom this week in the go racing right Oh yeah, that's what, I, that's what I thought. I thought I read that. that. That's awesome. That's sacrifice. You know, a lot, a lot of kids, a lot of people don't realize how much you guys sacrifice and and stuff to uh, to do the sport that you know that you love to do. Unfortunately, but I'm sure you got you know you have to give up some years of uh, youth there to go do what you love, right? Oh yeah, I mean, um, for one, like I uh, I stayed in high school, going to a public school all the way through last year, and then to make the jump to pro this year, I actually had to go. I couldn't miss that many days of school, so I'm on a, I do an online program. But, uh, yeah, you know, it makes you grow up a little faster. But also at the same time, I, I, I don't regret any of it, you know. I think it also helps keep you out of trouble, you know, keeps your grades up and make sure you're, you know, being a class act because otherwise mom and dad aren't going to let you go racing. So, you know, to, to get to get in a pro class at 17 is a blessing in itself. And, yeah, it might have sucked, you know, I missed prom, sorry to the girlfriend, but <laughs> at the same time, you know what, um, I got a fourth place overall in the pro class, and there's not many people that, you know, that they can say that they even got to line up on that gate, so, you know, uh, 
there's a few things you miss and it might suck, but at the end of the day, since I've been four years old, you know, you grew up telling the doctor, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to race my four-wheeler in the pro class. And, you know, for that to come true, I'll give up that, those couple dances and whatever. So it, uh, definitely, uh, not a big deal to be, um, I'm sure for others, I, I totally get it. Um, I'm sure the girlfriend wasn't so happy, but yeah, <laughs> they also understand and, you know, um, yeah, I definitely would say, I think it makes you mature a little faster, but, um, in the long run, I, I definitely think it helps, you know, just the sport itself teaches you a lot of good life lessons. Well, out of the three guys on this podcast, two of us have been to every prom <laughs> and homecoming, and and one has a uh, has a fourth place in a in a, in a pro race. So uh, I think both of us would trade trade yeah, you I'll in trade a heartbeat you. for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know if you know this, yeah, Max. Me and Cooper actually raced moto quad quad moto for that's what we started out on was uh, some motocross. We had some races at High Point, Still City, and. All those good. We took it very. Uh, what's the opposite of serious? <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a good time hey, with that's it. That's okay too. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say it's all about the fun. At the end of the day, if you ain't having fun, you shouldn't be there. So it's it's that's all what it's all about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, so you're also one of the rare breeds in the sport that, at such a high level, um, races races. Um, motocross and gncc uh you've been in i think it is what is it three gncc races this year at the uh pro-am class yeah and the xc2 there i've a i've got to attend three of them so far yeah so that's not something you see very often um there's only a couple guys i can think of that do that um what do you what do you feel like that that uh, attributes to to do you feel like that it, it, it helps you with your motocross game uh, is it just fun or a little bit of both it's it's definitely a little bit of both you know um, I think it honestly makes my races go by so fast like you get out there and when you ride for two hours I don't care if the intensity might not be as high for two hours um, just being on that machine for two hours it uh really makes that 25 minutes 20, 20 25 minutes go by super fast yeah. and for me that's been a good help you know for the endurance part of it and then honestly i really do it for the fun um you know it's just a change of pace something different um i i enjoy riding my four-wheeler and you know when you're uh when you have a race quad you know you put 20 25 hours on it and you know you're changing engines this and that the gtc quad you know it's much more laid back, much mellower. Um, I just like the atmosphere itself, you know, um, showing up and not taking a whole weekend exactly to go race, show up, race, and get out of there. I, yeah, I, that's what I'm talking about. For me to go do something, <laughs> go do something fun, and it just changes things up. Um, I like to change of pace, and I just enjoy my time out in the woods. Uh, obviously, some days are better than others, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, um, just really enjoy getting out there and just mixing it up and trying to better myself at something different you know um i feel like i've gotten pretty good on the motocross side and it's uh it's always fun to go and learn and try something new and for me that's been the biggest thing is i am definitely not the fastest guy in the woods so it's fun to go out there and learn new things every weekend following those guys so um you know it's definitely a different atmosphere and something that i'm uh, looking forward to hopefully continuing to make a few and um you know try and just better myself every time See, earlier in the season, I lost a bet. <laughs> and I know Brandon's getting ready to bring it up because I can see. So I just thought I'd bring it up first. Uh, Brandon was like, 
I think Max Lindquist raced and he podiumed in, in round one. And I'm like, no, he didn't. He, he's a moto guy. He didn't race GNCC. And then, like, the day after the podcast came out, I got tagged and, like, six, six people were tagging me and your results. I'm like, oh, shoot, he did race and he killed it. <laughs> so that's awesome to see you doing so good in two different disciplines um, at such a high level. GNCC, you know, you talk about a lower or a um, slower pace, but, man, I don't know. You guys are also – it's kind of close. It's pretty close to a sprint for two hours out there. You guys are flying. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is, and that's been the one of the biggest things I've learned, like, you know, going to it, not knowing much about it. Like, this year, I had maybe done two or three GNCCs in the past, and this year was just kind of I – I did one last year in Florida and got a third in the A class on a stock bike, and I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. Like, I'm going to check some out. So I kind of put together a quad this year that I had laying around um and yeah like two weeks before the first gncc i was like you know what like it, it was kind of been rainy and wet in florida and um i was like you know what's true like let's go run this gncc and see where the endurance is at and, you know just try something different and ended up showing up and had the best race actually of my season so far yeah. um and got on the podium and you know it, it was a it was a blast and just uh definitely was something fun and um, you know, it, I kind of got hooked for a little while and now I'm kind of taking a break just for a little bit with our season picking up here. Um, but definitely something that has been a, a blast and a learning curve like that pace. Like you said, it's not a, a full sprint for two hours, but you, you definitely aren't taking any turns off or anything like those guys are rolling the whole time through that for that two hour race. Like there's no, no breaks or nothing like it. That's a pretty, pretty fast pace. And, uh, that's probably the hardest thing I've struggled with is, you know, being able to run that pace for two hours, just not being used to that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm probably more depleted after those, after that GNC than I am after my motocross race, just not being used to that discipline. Um, you know, that's a totally different animal for me. And I found it uh, very fun to go and just, uh, you know, try and get better at it every time. Are we planning on hitting any more up this season? So I'm kind of taking a break here for the summer. Um, okay. I know GCC goes on a break, so I don't think I'll make any until the end of the year. I'm trying to – my goal is to hopefully make the last four. I want to say our oh, wow. season ends, and there's like three or four GCCs left. Um, so can't quote me on that, but I'm definitely going to make one or two more yet this season. I'd like to make the last four, but we'll see what happens here. Um, so – you know, it was something that at the beginning of the year I was I had a bike laying around and I was like, you know what, if I could make four or five of these this season I'd be happy and then I, you know, did the first one and I was like, screw it, let's try and make six or seven of them, you know, <laughs> and um, uh, it worked, it's worked out pretty good so far and uh, whenever I have a break from motocross it's it's nice to go and uh, you know, get on get in the get in the woods and try something a little different. What, what do you do uh, to get away from riding and stuff besides get on your quad and get around in the woods? Do you go hunting? Do you golf? Do you – like, what do you do to get away from the sport? Um, you know, I really – I truly just enjoy the sport. Like, for me, a getaway is to go go ride in the woods. Like, it's – I love to mountain bike and stuff. Like, I'll go for a bike ride, but there is nothing better to me than just riding. Like, a getaway for me is, you know, park the race bike this week and – get on the pit bike and, you know, maybe go ride a, a pit bike, you know, get on the dirt bike or, you know, bring up the little TRX 90 and 
you know, get on the little pit bike track. Um, other than that, you know, like I love, I, I'm constantly riding something. I, I could ride seven days a week. Like it, it's just something that you, you do get burnt out of the, you know, every day, you know, four or five times a week, 20 minute motos. You can burn yourself out if you're, if you're doing that, you know, day in and day out. But I mean, honestly, you know, just to ride, I mean, I could get out there and ride every day. It's just uh, <laughs> been something that I've been that way since I've been a little kid, you know, and I don't think it'll ever change. So for me, probably the biggest thing to get away is probably getting on my mountain bike, you know, just uh, a good day in the woods on the mountain bike is kind of a nice day away from ride. Yeah, mountain bike's fun. Uh, me and Coop's been trying to pick that up a little bit, do some more mountain biking to throw in there for some cardio, for some racing. But so uh, real, real quick, I'll probably, probably the last question for you. So what's it like being uh, teammates with Chad Weenan? Oh, man. I don't know if there's many words to describe that. It's been a, it's been a really cool, fun relationship. Like it's, uh, you know, we're, we're best friends at the same time. Like that's how I look at them. You know, it started off as I was kind of riding the same when we were teammates and, you know, we just get closer and closer and his family, they've kind of taken me in like one of their own, you know, um, I'll go up there and stay for a few days and, you know, um, they'll take me out, you know, I'll go down and see the family. Like it, it doesn't matter where you are, you know, it, it's like we're almost family. It's not so much teammates at this point, you know, you're there for each other. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I still got to race the guy and still got to try and beat him. And well, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm still going to tell him I'm going to, cause eventually it's going to happen. So we, uh, we have a fun time with it because, you know, he, he's the best and it's been it's been a great experience for me obviously being underneath him under being the understudy learning so many things so fast um you know it's crazy what you can learn from a guy like that and then you know i also think as much as he helps me i might not help him quite as much but you know we push each other every day you know making bets at the track you know who's washing bikes at the end of the day um usually it ends up being me but <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, that's been, you know, all the funs of it and um, definitely uh, wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, it's been a great experience and it, you know, worked out so good so far and uh, definitely uh, looking forward to keep doing it in the future. Yeah, you know, we listened to the Digging Deep podcast as well and Cody talked a lot about how you being with Chad, that you're starting to even look like him on the bike and that, you know, watching his style is it's so incredible to see how somebody can ride the bike as fast as he does, but make it look as effortless as he does and so consistent. So you couldn't really be learning from a better rider um, as far as that goes and for a, uh, the longevity of a career. Um, you know, he's the goat and, and you know, it, the proof's in the pudding when it comes to how he, you know, it, it he looks like he's riding so effortlessly. And I can never get past how... Man, Chad, if you just look at him in a blanket like or uh, in a vacuum by himself, he does not look like he should be the fastest guy on the track. But then he goes out there and waxes people. It's it's incredible. <laughs> no, it really is. I mean, you, you watch him and you see 10 other guys and you're like, man, they look like they're way faster. And then you look at the stopwatch and it just it, it blows your mind. And that's been one of my biggest helps with him is, um, you know, just learning that effortlessness and that smoothness just how to be so consistent and, you know he's given me a really good platform and program to work off of and you know just all the little tips and tricks and um you know just how to how to you know start to be like that and um how to take care of your equipment like that was something that i mean what 
what do you mean take care of your equipment when you ride you know <laughs> like you worry about that thing like i thought you just rode it and you know that's been a that's been a big help too um just finishing races and you know being effortless like that i that's i mean that's why he is you know where he's at you know he's not hard on these equipment and that makes you finish the race and that's been a big takeaway for me is just really smoothing out maybe not getting faster every day but getting smoother every day because it doesn't matter if you're half a second a lap faster if you make four or five mistakes you know every other lap so you know if you can limit yourself to a mistake a race and be that quarter to half a second slower you're probably faster overall and that's been the biggest takeaway for me that I used to be wide open and I probably made you know four or five mistakes a mistake every lap and sometimes that costs you where I've learned now is you know maybe slow down just that little bit extra and it might pay off in the end that's probably been the biggest takeaway that I've learned from him is just you know that's that's his mentality is you know you you need to learn when to push the envelope and when to hold back and uh you know obviously as a rookie still still learning that but uh he's definitely got it figured out and it's been uh you know a big help to see that and you know watch him and study him and learn um you know how he does it so it's been uh you know a great relationship and uh obviously a lot more to learn there and uh hopefully eventually learn enough to where i can make it so i can use it to beat him someday so i tell him that all the time as well we're getting closer but it'll it'll be a little while so but, if you ever seen the so. movie shooter smooth is slow and slow is fast and I, I think that kind of relates to him as he basically looks like he's slowing the game down around him and 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 and, and that makes him fast it's incredible yeah. <laughs> so i always forget how tall it, he is it is it, it's uh you know it's hard to describe how he does it and you know how and how effortless it is but you know he's got it figured out and uh it's uh been you know it's been fun to watch I always forget how tall he is, Max. I, I saw him out there at High Point, and I was like, "Geez, uh, that's like what he's like what six six or something." He's freaking tall. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I think <laughs> a lot of it too. Like you, you watch him riding it, it, it. He's so different than everyone else, being so big. Like usually, you don't see a lot of motocrossers are that are this big, tall person, and you know, he uses that length to his advantage and. There's places where it's to his advantage and to his disadvantage, and, you know, um, it's uh, cool to see, especially uh, getting to listen to him, hear from where he came from, and look back and see where he came from uh, and how he got to where he is, you know, definitely definitely a cool story there, and, you know, a lot of, like you said, a lot of hard work, and, you know, he's put the time in, and, yeah, definitely been uh, fun to watch and see, you know, how a man so successful got to where he is and how he still you know maintains that you know especially at where he's at in his, his life you know with everything going on i think i'm busy with school and all this and then i see you know two kids and all this going on and it's like man you know he definitely uh has his work cut out for him but he gets it done yeah well max i mean it sounds like you have really put yourself in a spot to really learn from the best to be the best, and and you're really sounds like you're taking the, the the steps you need to take to to you know uh, to have a campaign of your own for for championships down the road. Um, you know we're really pumped to see 
how how you do in the uh, rest of the races this season. Um, I think a podium is 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 common. It might be hard for for you to say that for yourself. You don't want to be bragging or anything, but dude, a podium's coming for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it just sounds like you got a really good head on your shoulders, and uh, we're excited to see you. Uh, the future of uh, ATV motocross um, uh, really looks bright with you in it for sure. Well. I appreciate you guys. It was nice to meet you guys out there too. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we'll see soon. Hopefully get on that box soon and get to talk about it. So, you know, uh, it's been a, a pleasure to be on here and I appreciate it very much. For sure, no man. One last question before we let you go. We ask everybody that's been on the show, um, if you've had to, to go with, uh, only one fast food restaurant for the rest of your life and one candy, what would it be? And this is, it tells a lot about a person, so you got to answer wisely. <laughs> Ooh, one fast food. Um, probably my go-to is Chipotle. Um, okay. If they consider nice. that fast food, I don't know if that's considered fast. Definitely. Food or not, yeah, you can get it if you can get uh, it in under five minutes. It's fast. <laughs> all right. And then, uh, ooh, candy. I used to love candy. I, I don't know. I haven't had <laughs> a lot any in a while, but. Um, Man, the go-to used to always be Sour Patch Kids. I used Sorry. to love the sweets. The sugar, the more sugar, probably the better. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a different one. Uh, yeah, I like Sour Patch awesome. Kids. That's too well. <laughs> hey, Max, thanks for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate your time today. We look forward to having you on in the future at some point in time. Uh, and, and good luck the rest of the season, buddy. We'll, we'll, uh, maybe we'll see you out at uh, GNCC um, towards the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. And um, I'm sure hopefully we will. Uh, We'll definitely try and uh, get a hold of you guys if we're going to make it to some. So I appreciate it very much, and I uh, take care of you guys. Awesome, right, man. man. Thanks. Thank have, have a good one, buddy. You guys, too. All right, Bye-bye. All right, guys. That was Max Link with some of Man, he just sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Nice young kid, very polite, very uh, well-mannered, uh, hard worker. Uh, he's got a bright future in the sport for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Max is a guy I see um, – being here for a long time in our sports. So. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's go GNCC racing. This coming weekend, they're going to be at the John Pinton. Um, I think it's going to be a good race. Should be. The weather's going to be beautiful Friday here. I'm, I didn't. I haven't checked it out there. In There's Ohio. been a decent amount of rain lately. Yeah. Um, I, if it's anything like what I rode today, I went riding today, guys. And we'll say it again. <laughs> My guts race. My guts racing uh, seat cover on my bike. Just <laughs> hauling out there. Uh, it was perfect conditions, though. Uh, moist track and uh, just perfect, perfect. Not dusty. Yeah. Nice. So let's talk about the ATVs first First and foremost. Um, we got a lot of interesting, interesting stories to cover in the ATV um, GNCC world. What – What's the first thing that comes to mind when when you're thinking of that uh, of that race coming this coming Saturday? What are you looking for? I'm looking uh, for Brace and Neil because that's his home race, right? That's his home that's race, right. and he's won the last two. Well, the last three. Th- I believe it's the last three because there was two last year. I know you won both okay, of them last year. Okay, if we're talking about at the John Penton facility, yeah, I think it's the last three. Last three. Last okay. two John Pentons, but. 
you know, you know, I can't argue with that. You know, you gotta you gotta look to see what Bryson's gonna be able to do. Is he gonna be able to get a good start? Um, if he doesn't get a good start, can he run Walker down? Because you know Walker is more than likely gonna get a good start. Um, you know, but that's also not too far away from Walker's home either. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be a really really good race. Walker, you know, when Walker was on the show, he talked about how. That's Bryson's race that he's going to have to run him down. But, you know, it's Walker Fowler. Let's, come on. Yeah. Um, that's, he, that's no, he's no slouch at that track. All these tracks that Walker's already won, he's been there and done that. Uh, I, I'm expecting a pretty high-intensity race because, um, you know, we talked to Bryson, and, and, and you know, he, he's, his goal at this point in time is to go and win every single time he lines up. He's not happy with the way the season has went so far uh, with the breakdowns and the issues that he's had. Um, because besides those two, he would be in a, they would be in a hot championship battle right now yeah. if it weren't for those two um, if it weren't for those two 11th place finishes. And with those two 11th place finishes, that's put him, you know, close to 50 points out of the lead. That's a lot. That's a lot but yeah. the only way he's going to break into that lead is to do what? Go out and win. Go out and win. That's right. So, um, you know, the start the start's going to be a big big thing there. Um, if uh, Walker is able to get out front and run away, will will Bryson be able to run him down? Sorry, guys. I'm getting so many texts right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody else that I think that could be running up there with them is, uh, is Hunter Hart. Yeah. That's somebody that I think that could be running up there as well, and I'm looking for. I tell you what, I think McGill might have a, a, a good one. Okay. And last time I said this, uh, you know. He so are we this. calling a win? No, no, I don't know. But I'll say a podium. Calling a podium. I call okay. A podium from McGill. He's been out there pounding some laps in over the week. You know, over this break. He's, he's looking his, fit. He's, he's looking ready. Fit. He's looking fast. Um, he went down there and spanked everybody at the last Mountain State race. Yeah, and he's he's just got. Uh, He's just had a, one of those years too, also, you know. Um, so I, I, I see, I see McGill having a very good weekend this weekend. And uh, McGill, if you get on the podium, uh, you can thank me again. <laughs> Not a joke. Um, uh, but yeah, him and then uh, Cole Richardson's another guy that's that's uh, been proven to um, run for the top three spot this year. Um, as He's starting to trend in the right direction. Yes. He's had some 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 races that has kind of hindered him thus far this year, but he's coming off of a second and a fourth place finish the last two races. Yeah. Um, that's somebody that you know he's probably looking for to get some momentum going into what everybody's known as his his, his best racetrack at High Point. Yeah. And if he comes in and, and gets a nice podium position um, or even a win here at the John Penton going into his, his best race track of the year, um, that's momentum that's going to be really in his favor. And I'm sure that he's wanting to get that train rolling and, and get on that for sure. Um, but I'm like you, I, I think I could see some McGill action up there. Um, yeah. he, he's getting hungry. I think, yeah. uh, he's not really had the season that he has wanted so far. He's had to like, just kind of like Bryson Neal. He's had two races. That's really held him back. And besides that 15th and 11th, 11th place finish, you know he's right there at the podium. Well, he's he finished eighth the last round, yeah, but I think he had uh, some bike issues. He's been right there close yeah. to the podium three rounds. Um, he's got the pace, got the pace to run it for sure. Uh, you know Chris Borsch is, you know he's he's starting to trend in the right direction uh, with a fifth and a seventh the last two races. That's somebody that, you know, once he gets connected to that Suzuki again, and gets really rolling, uh, you know you look for him to be pushing up if towards he, the front as well. If he can get a start and get out front. 
um, I, you know, it's just uh, kind of reminds me, you know, how Chad Reed used to kind of, if you got to start, if he's yeah. got to start and get out front, and then it's like Chad just, Reed in the later in the later parts of his career. Yeah, and that's kind of like where, where where Chris is right now. He, Chris is no spring chicken, but he still can run with the best of them. And if he gets up there and runs with them, gets that and, confidence, and, man. I'm yeah, telling you, he's always been that guy that can that that can hang with a guy if he's with him. Um, and where Walker has been able to change the game is is, is like we beat this dead we beat this horse till it's dead is is getting away from everybody to where they can't see him. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's one thing that <clears throat> Bryce has been been able to figure out his own pace to to sometimes match and sometimes outpace Walker to catch back up to him. Um, so it's a really it's it's a high speed chess match out there, um, and I like watching the racing this year because you don't always know exactly what's going to happen and that's what makes it exciting um i really think you know we talked to hunter hart the last um last week i think it's i think he's going to be on the podium again this year one thing that we've not done lately is picks, picks though yeah, we'll have to do their picks at so the, we're gonna, yeah remind me we're gonna yeah. do our picks a guy that's been kind of sneaking under the radar and i haven't heard too much you know about him is Jerry McClure, the sneaky snake. And um, I'm kind of waiting for him to pop up and, and have one of those uh, those big races and, and, and get back on the track on, on the train tracks. Because, um, you know, he was running okay, I think, top five there for a while, but I, I'm not sure how he's been doing. How's he been doing? Well, I saw – it's funny because you mentioned him. I, I saw his um, Instagram post, what was it, two days ago or yesterday? Dude – I don't know how he did it, but he ran a log. I seen did that. Did you see that? I seen that into his tire. Into the into his rear tire. That log, and I'm you know, guys, I'm I'm, I'm showing Brandon, <laughs> but you can't see. It is the size of a softball in oh, diameter. Yeah. I think I think I read the post. He said he's going to be on eBay for sale or something like that. That's insane. <laughs> That's wild. I don't know how he did that, but you know, no, Jared's definitely somebody that that kind of like Borsch, kind of like McGill. If they get up there. They can run up there and watch out. Um, man, how awesome would it be to see a podium <laughs> one day, uh, no matter where they finish, but of the likes of Borsch, uh, McClure, McGill. and McGill? <laughs> that'd, would, be that'd, be, that'd be insane. Yeah. Um, and that'd be awesome to see for sure. Uh, so are you ready to make your picks? Man, make my picks. Mm. Or you want me to go first this time? I'll I always go, make you go I'll, first. I'll go first. I'll okay. go first. All right. <laughs> I'll go Walker Fowler first. Okay. Um, followed by Bryson Neal and Adam McGill on the podium. See, I like the Walker winning this weekend uh, pick, and the reason why I like it is the same – I feel like Walker right now is in the same headspace that he was after round one uh, when he felt like – Everybody counted them out for their championship after one round. I think I would say Walker's pissed right now. Yeah, and uh, more at himself, I think maybe, or at the bike. Either way, sure. he's just mad. either way, either way. He, you know, he doesn't need much to motivate him. And they, but if you give him that little bit for of motivation, watch out. I bet you he's had two weeks off, um, two full weeks off, yeah. and I, <clears throat> I would say that he is raring and ready to go again um but it's hard to, it's, it's hard, hard it's hard yeah it's hard to count out uh count out uh, um bryson, bryson in a row. at his home track 
So at his track that he you know, looks forward to for sure. So for that reason, I'm going to go Bryson, Walker, and Hunter Hart. Hunter Hart. I think that the battle is going to be a very, very close one. All three guys very close for the majority of the race. Um, I don't know if it's going to finish that way, but I think that if Hunter can hang with those guys for a minute, he can hang with them for the majority of the race, if not the whole race. And I don't think – I bet you – I'm going to go ahead and say it. Look for a down-to-the-finish line, uh, if not the last mile at least, uh, deciding the race between Bryson and uh, Walker. I think it's going to be that close this weekend because I think Walker is pissed and ready to prove a point, and I think Bryson is – I'm either going to completely trash this bike or I'm going to win. There's absolutely nothing in between, and I can't do anything different. Yeah, so I mean, it's a good point. I'm telling you, I think I think it's going to be a good race. I think the track conditions are going to be perfect out there this weekend. Yep. Um, John Pinton's always – I've never been, but I heard it's always fun out there. I want to make it. I probably would have been out this weekend, but i got to have surgery. Yeah, guys, we might be doing the uh, <laughs> we might be doing the next podcast from a different location. Yeah, uh, Brandon's going to be laid up. Uh, like a gimp. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I want to go, but, you know. We'll, we'll be at High Point, right? Uh, that is the plan. You will at least be watching, right? I will right? at least be watching. Okay. He'll be at least pitting See, for me. I'm running High Point. The, the, the going joke with the wife is right now is, okay, so I got a doctor's appointment June 3rd. All right, mm-hmm. for my for uh, that's two weeks to get to see where I can go. I see the timeline. Uh-huh. <laughs> June third, that gives me one day to get, <laughs> to get on the bike <laughs> and uh, and make it for uh, the high point GNTC. And let you guys know, I have not been in the gym for or no, you've not bike. been allowed to. I've not been allowed to. The do last anything. time you were on the bike was when you rode with me, right? No, I went to the day that my appendix started uh, hurting. Was I was at Creekside. Yeah. I went to Creekside. That was like the weekend after that. Yeah. So, so it's been like a month and a half without <laughs> riding or any kind of running or anything. So, but, but <laughs> I mean, if we're going to break you in, let's break you in right. Your first GNCC race ever running, uh, only with one day on the bike. Let's without, do it. Without an appendix. You might actually, if you only have one day before, <laughs> you might not even want to ride and just let your body, just let your body be like, you know, uh, uh, fresh for, for Sunday it's, morning. Uh, you know, Stu did it. He came off the couch and won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, Stu's a little different. <laughs> uh, speaking of Stu. Speaking of Stu. Sunday, the it's going to be a. <laughs> Fun, fun race. Does anybody stop the stew train? Oh, man. I'm looking at the results right now. Ben Kelly's and just like a solid green line. Ben Kelly's the past hoping. four races. Ben Kelly is praying that he can get out there, get out front, and put one of those sprint sprint laps in and pull away. What's Ben Kelly need to do to win, to beat Stu? What does he need to do in Brandon Whitehair's opinion? <laughs> Brandon Whitehair's opinion. <laughs> He's got to get out front early okay. and put that sprint lap, put the sprint laps in early, pull away from Stu. Um and make zero mistakes. Yeah. Or minimal. You know, it's hard to make no mistakes. But very, very, very minimal mistakes out there. And put a uh, solid three hours in. Don't let Stu see you. Because, you, know, you I mean? know, you know the Baylor boys, even though Stu's figured out the first part of the race, mm-hmm. those Baylor boys still come on strong towards the end yeah. of the race. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's got to get out. He's, he's got to get out front 
early and don't let Stu have the confidence and uh, don't let him see him. You know, I think the last several races, especially uh, as Stu's been on this role, you know, you look at Ben Kelly's interviews and you look at his podium speeches and, and he, he without putting words in his mouth, there's a sense of, of worry, not real, I don't know if worry or like, okay, I need to go. I need to go. I'm the points leader, but I don't feel like the points leader right now. So I need to get going and I need to, Get going soon, but um, you know, besides Stu and Ben, who else are you looking forward to getting up there? Um, um, I think that I could see, you know, I could see a combination of people stepping up and challenging for a win, if not, if not a or a, a podium, if not a win. Um, you know, Thad Duvall is somebody that that uh, he's been on the bike a little yeah. bit longer now. Yeah. He's got the he's he's getting his endurance back. He's getting his speed back. And I would um, call this one of his home races. Absolutely, he's he's probably what like 45 minutes away from the yeah. track. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's somebody that you know he at this point in time you know in his season with you know not being in a points chasing scenario um he's looking for wins he's yeah. looking for wins he's looking for podiums um, I, th I think a guy that's um that's really going to have a great weekend this weekend and that's going to be ricky russell because mm -hmm. this track is um is i think it's going to suit him very well uh and he's one of those guys that gets been getting very good starts and uh, can get out front and put those sprint laps in that I've been talking about that Ben Kelly needs to do. So um, I wouldn't be surprised for him to get out front early and um, maybe hold, you know try to get up on that podium for sure. You know he's been out front early a lot uh, this season so far, and he's been he's been able to see the pace that it takes to win the races at the end of the race, and that's something that that you know you have to figure out and he's slowly been getting better at the end of the races this year um you know he he's coming off of an eighth place finish in the last race which is not the greatest finish but he had a second the week before the the race before and that's something that you know he, he he's still probably carrying that confidence and in going into uh this round and um you know it's hard for me to say that a track this track favors anybody because i feel like everybody loves john penton mm -hmm. um quads and bikes so you know, besides, you know, Bryson Neal, you know, this being, you, you could arguably say this, he's the, probably has the most favor of anybody um, that's going to be showing up this weekend in this, in, in, at this track. But um, as far as everybody else, it kind of seems like everybody just loves this track. But somebody, you're, you're talking about sprint speed, somebody that has a sprint speed figured out that just needs to, to get this three hours put together is Lane Michael, yeah. uh, the hometown boy. So I think that, you know, that's somebody that, 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 I think is really, really – he's coming off of his first podium of the season this last race, and I think that he's somebody that can continue that momentum and rolling yeah. into uh, – you know, he's been doing really good. At full fast sprints. At full, full sprint One last to two. Yeah. One last uh, – won the last two there. And, uh, yeah, so it's a very good point. Um, I'm sure Lane is, uh, is thinking like, hey, guys, don't forget about me. Um, I just got a podium last week, and uh, it's not too far from home. And – the cool thing about this class is I feel like there's eight podium guys. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, we strain. haven't even mentioned Strang yet. No. And, or Jordan Ashburn. Or Jordan Ashburn, and, yeah. You know, and the list kind of keeps going. Yeah, yeah, Grant Baylor. And we kind of <laughs> mentioned Grant's, too. Grant's a race I mean, winner this year. We haven't even mentioned him. Um, it's just it's, – it's, it's a deep field. And, you know, any little mistake is going to cost you a ton. Um, so, I think that uh, – I think it's going to be a really tight battle 
uh, this weekend because everybody likes this track. I think it's going to tighten the battle up a little bit. I don't think you're going to see a breakaway unless Stu gets out there and just just yeah. smacks everybody around like he's been able to do so far this year, which has been incredible. Um, you know, for I, I'm going to go ahead and make my picks. I think that um, I think that. I think that Ben Kelly wins this weekend. You think? Because I think he's starting to get into not a must-win situation, but more of a must-prove-a-point yeah. situation. Like, like you're not gonna you're not gonna run over me. You're not going to run over me and be able to go ride a quad at the end of the season this year <laughs> because I'm out of the points lead after you were so far out at the beginning. Um, I think Ben Kelly has a point to prove. Um, Do you think he's getting some heat from KTM? Right no, now? I don't think so because. You know, he is the number one guy this season uh, with Caleb Russell being gone. But at the same time, like, like he's having a really good season. He is the points leader. I think putting heat on somebody like that for not, for not holding Stu Baylor off is – I don't think that they're doing that. He might be putting the heat on himself, though. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a scenario, and I think he probably is. So – but I think with that comes, you know, how is he going to handle that pressure? Can he step up to the occasion and, and, and ride himself to the front and win a race? Yeah. I think he can, and I think he will. I think he's going to win this weekend um, and stop Stu Baylor from making it five straight in a row. But I think Stu – you know, we forget about last year. Ben finished second to Stu almost every single round that Stu won at the end of the season, and and – you know, I'm, he's probably sick and tired of seeing that broken rear fender of Stu. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that he's, I think that he's capable of winning, and I think he's going to win this weekend. So I'm going to put Ben and then Stu finishing second, a close second, um, and then that third place position. I'm going to give it to Thad. Thad. I think Thad's Thad's ready. <clears throat> Thad's hungry. If he gets a third place position this weekend, I say look out. I think he wins at uh, High Point. High Point. Um. I'm going to mix it up a little bit, um, but I'm going to go with Stu Baylor for the win. I'm just not mixing up too much. Oh, but, that's really reaching but, uh, there. <laughs> I'm going to go Stu Baylor, Ricky Russell in second, and okay. Lane Michael in third. Wow, nice. I like that. So, that's a cool pick. Yeah. Um, do you think that – do you think that you see a scenario where uh, – <clears throat> where um, – Oh shoot, Lane and uh, Ricky Russell get out front early, and they're like the two leaders, and then Stu kind of works his way up through. Because that's a very, it's very possible, very possible yeah. scenario. I mean, if Lane can get out front early and put the sprint sprint laps in and, and stay consistent the whole three hours, I mean, he can win it. I mean, the, the, it's just he's, putting that three hours just together. Putting the whole both, three hours for both him and Ricky. It's just putting the three hours together that that once they figure that out, man, watch out for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend of racing. I'm excited to jump back on here Monday um, afternoon and bring you guys a brand new podcast, episode 37, <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday, talking about that race. And uh, uh, it's going to be a really good one. Um, next week, we'll also hit on a little bit of outdoor motocross. So um, uh, we can't be forgetting about that either. That's going to be interesting yeah. coming up. We're not going to talk that much about it today. But speaking of that, uh, 
make sure if you want to join our fantasy league, um, we still have uh, on Pulp. It's you can join join for free, um, and you don't want no prizes from Pulp, or you can pay the money, and you can win some prizes from Pulp. And I think the winner of our fantasy league is going to get on the shirt. Yep, for sure. Yeah. The shirts should be the shirts for the winners of the uh, Supercross season should, should be, coming be coming here yeah. soon. They were ordered, so uh, you guys should be receiving them. As soon as we get them, we'll we'll ship them out to you guys. But anyways, yeah, we're going to be – another shirt will be – you know, since since there's only one league, why don't we give uh, top two? Top two? Yeah. Okay. Top two shirts. We can do that. Or podium. (laughs) Podium. If we can get yeah, here here's okay. the deal, guys. If yeah. we can get if we can, what do we what, got 20? now? We got uh, we got like 12, twelve in the league right now. We get 20. If we can get twenty people, so get twenty more people. I'm sorry, not twenty more. <laughs> if we can get twenty <laughs> total total people in the fantasy we'll league for three. for motocross, we'll do we'll do a podium. Yeah, uh, podium gets t shirt, and then maybe something special for the winner. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah, for sure. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. It's Split Line Off Road at Pulp Fantasy. Uh, you only got a couple weeks to do it. Yeah. So make sure you check that out. Um, as always, make sure you go on our Instagram, Facebook, like it up, talk to us, send us the messages. We enjoy talking to you guys. We enjoy the interaction with you guys. It's pretty awesome that you guys are really digging this podcast as much as we are. Yeah. Um, thanks to Max Linquist for coming on the show today. He awesome guest uh very very good interview uh as always thanks for thanks to guts racing for coming on and being a part of our podcast and supporting us and uh really helping us make this thing grow we really appreciate them uh andy greg over there we appreciate you buddy and uh thanks for all the support guys so uh brandon you got yep. anything else yep that should be it guys all um, right good luck this weekend to john Pitton. later guys later peace, peace. Praying.